Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Love and Horror, a podcast about opposing film genres and the women who love them. I'm Deanne, and I love horror. And I'm Laura, and I love romance and drama. Oh, ones yeah. and I hacked them way down, but they look just, really good. They, like they that. Look so good, yeah. yeah. I like them. Well, that makes it episode fifty-one. <laughs> now we are in the um, our golden years of our first century. I guess episodes. <laughs> Can I mix any more metaphors in that? I um, should have bought you something gold. You should have. You can always buy me something gold. I mean, I brought you cheesecake. That's worth its weight in gold. Okay. So, yeah, I will I will definitely take that. <laughs> I feel like maybe the mushrooms that I put in the uh, beans that I'm making are like, they're like golden something oh, wow. mushrooms. So, yeah, there we go. There we go. That gold. I um. I hope that, uh, that siren, siren isn't just like picking up on, on the... Uh, it seems like it's getting closer. No, I don't think it's picking. It's not like okay. making any little things. Um, there's something about my street where like I'll hear that sound for literally like 10 minutes solid mm. and it won't come anywhere near yeah. here. So I think there's it's some just sort like of street name. Just like carries yeah. a lot. Well, then you've got this like kind of canyon behind yeah. you. That, yes. Well, it's not a canyon. No, it's, 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 it's a, a storm canyon. sewer. It's a but <laughs> No, but it sounds much more romantic to be the canyon. You can go hiking along the canyon. Yeah. I mean, I do go walking back there every day, but now I'm going to call it hiking the canyon. (laughs) There you go. I had to cut my my canyon hike short yesterday because I was like, I was going to go on like a really long, like for an hour, like I had like a one hour podcast queued up and I was like, I'm not coming home until the podcast is done. And then I looked up and I was like, I think I'm going to get rained on. Oh no. So, and then it didn't ever end up raining. But I'm glad I came home when I did, because like the second I walked in the door, I was like, I have to pee really bad all of a sudden. <laughs> I was, um, I just went out this morning and ran some errands. And when I, I had my window cracked open last night and I was laying in bed, just kind of awake, but not ready to yeah. get up and yeah. snuggling the dogs and stuff. And it sounded, I could hear like dripping or something. I'm oh. like, oh, it must be raining. And it yeah. looked kind of gray and gloomy. Yeah. I'm like, it must be raining. And I got up and no, it's not raining. And I got out, I went out and I did my, went into the first store I had to go into. Yeah. And I came out and it was like pouring. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And then just like for the drive to the next place I was going, it didn't last long. But, Crazy. Yeah. But I, I was like, I manifested this. You did. You did. You you did a little rain dance. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it was like kind of like gloomy all day or at least all evening yesterday. And then um, the cat is always out on the balcony because the cat is always out on the balcony. And she like pawed at the door to come in. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's probably time you like come in for the night. And it was like pouring outside. And I was like, I hope like you're not like soaking wet. She came right in and started like furiously like licking herself. Mm. And I was like, oh no. And she was like, a little bit damp, but yeah. like we're pretty sheltered on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was like, well, you also weren't like pawing for like you know twenty minutes to right. come in. So that's on you, cat. Yeah. Um. So there's something that I forgot to bring up last episode oh. that pertains to episode forty nine that I have to say 
watching our movies, our Paul Rudd movies, and then like doing all the editing and then looking through like a swath of pictures online to like get our uh, Instagram post like mm-hmm. put in order. I've done a lot of Paul Rudd Googling lately. <laughs> and God damn it, I like that big <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I, um, I didn't share this onto our Instagram, but I put a TikTok up of like... And I thought it was so cute and so clever. And I mean, it was just a duet of somebody else's video. And it's got two fucking views. And oh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's because it was a duet or what, but like TikTok didn't push so, it out at all. Sometimes the algorithm is just like, nah, give yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was Paul Rudd on, so on the Jimmy Fallon's talk show, they do like lip sync battles oh, kind okay. of. Yeah. I think that's even where like the, the show lip sync battle kind of got its... Okay. Start. Yeah. Um, and so just his guests will will come and they'll each do a lip sync. Yeah. And he was um, shit. I can't even remember the song now, but it was a Queen song. Hmm. And the the person who posted the initial video, it the caption said something like, "Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding as hard as he can possibly Paul Rudd or something <laughs> like that." And so I uh, I shared it. I do edit it and said, you know, like. We love us some Paul Rudd over yeah, here. Yeah, so. no doubt. Yeah, and it only got two oh, views. Well, so if you're listening to this right now, go to our fucking TikTok. Uh, <laughs> love and Horror. No, just Love and Horror love and on horror, TikTok. Yeah. Fucking watch that. Share it. Put a comment on it. Put a heart on it. Put a bird on it. <laughs> put a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> In case it's 2010 and you were like, awkward. Put a bird on it. Yeah. Um, I got married in 2013. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I and put, put a, a bird, bird on, on everything. everything. You did. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I was was more, the bird theme was even more so than like the color theme. Like there was a color mm, theme, but it was yes. all like put a bird on it. Yeah. Put a bird on it. Um, with lip sync battles, did you ever like watch that? Like when it was on TV? I've never watched the show, but I've watched a lot of like segments of it uh, online. Yeah. Um, and in fact, one of the segments of it is like the, there's, you know, you'll see every once in a while a prompt that's like, what's a video that lives rent free in your head? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the lip sync battle ones uh, will forever live rent free in oh, my head. Oh, what's that? <sighs> one of the Toms, Holland. Is it Tom Holland being Rihanna? Yes. That is the whole reason I brought this up. Okay. I, we, stop that show right now. It you, wins. never get that yes. better. Yes. It is so I, good. Uh, Although I did watch very recently Kathy Bates doing Bruno Mars, and it was fucking amazing. No way. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. But yes, that Tom Holland video, I will never not watch it all the way through. Absolutely. It is so good. It's so good. He does that fucking backflip at the end that ends in like a a death drop. So good. His commitment was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are a few that have been like really good. Anne Hathaway doing Miley Cyrus. Yep, that was a good fabulous. One too. Yeah. But nothing will ever beat um beat the yeah. umbrella. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the same episode where then Zendaya did uh, Bruno did Mars. She do, oh, did she do yeah. Bruno Mars? I wasn't sure if she did that or if she did Pony by Genuine. I don't know. No, why I yeah, it was, it was that, Bruno but... Mars and she was dressed up in like the silk shorts and top yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. hat. Yeah. 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 So good. They're so funny. People, I just love, yeah. I love when people just have fun with yeah, things. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I'm not here to like promote a movie or to like promote this whatever or talk about this. I'm just going to like wear yeah. this costume and do this dance. And just, yeah, be unembarrassed and mm-hmm. just have yeah, fun. Just have fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mom and I used to watch it all the time. Like when I would go over there, mm. she would watch it and like, 
every single time we watched it without fail, which wouldn't have been like every single week, but if I was over there and it was on, we would watch it every single time within about five minutes of us watching that. That LL Cool J, he is such a handsome man. He is just so handsome. And it's like, I know, Mom, you love LL Cool J. I feel like I knew that your mom had a crush on LL Cool J. Yeah. My mom has a crush on Shaggy. <laughs> I love it. It's been actually like a few weeks since we it recorded because we, we did early the last, the last one. one. Yeah, early. But yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I did. Oh, you did some more camping, I think? I did, yes. I uh, saw last your... Saturday. Um, did you actually like overnight camp or did I you did, just go did, yeah. Up? I like, I, it was like a, I kind of like booked a spot like last minute because I was like, well, I'll be in the valley anyway for hiking. Mm. And then I was like, kind of like Friday night, I was like, yeah, it looks like it'll be okay tomorrow. So I'll, I'll camp. And nice. Yeah. They had like uh, a whole bunch of different like guided hikes out at Echo. Mm. And so it was like between 11 and four, we have like a million hikes going on, like just like show up and sign up for oh, some that's kind awesome. of. So yeah. So I did one that was like a two hour kind of thing with um, like an indigenous like knowledge keeper. Oh, cool. And he like took us up the trail and he was like, oh, here's like this kind of leaf that we use for this. And like, here's mm. like that fungus way up there in that tree. We would like use it for this. And then we got to like the top of this like insane hill <laughs> insane hill and then we made uh bannock at the top and we oh, like nice. wrapped it around like twigs and like put it in the fire and um yeah it's good my grandpa used to always make bread and wrap it yeah. around a stick and put it in the yeah. fire but um since we are not indigenous it was not technically bannock and it was probably made with bisquick anyway yeah, yeah. but um we called them nummy knobs nummy knobs nummy you know knobs. i Speaking of calling them knobs, I um I like made one. I like made my little like bannock, and I like posted like a little picture of us all like roasting our bannock, and then I was like, and now I'm gonna post a picture of the bannock, and I was like, no, that just looks like a dick. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna put that on the internet. But then you you pull it off the stick, and you've got a nice little cavity for some butter or jam. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Mm -hmm. I just put it on the outside. I didn't like mm. put it in there. Could have made a little like stuff a marshmallow in there. Well, that's getting a little crazy now. <laughs> but it could make like a traditional pop tart <laughs> with, with the jam inside. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I just love bread. I mean, bread is the best food in the world. It's, Absolutely. There's no greater food than bread. Yeah. Man, my heart goes out to anybody who has celiacs. Like, right? It, it would just break my heart. It, it legitimately would. I'd be like, well, there's no sense in living anymore. Well, so. and, and, legitimately like i have such issues with my stomach that that very well could be one of the things that, yep. that is going on i'll never find out <laughs> yeah right i'll never say for sure i'll yeah. just i'll just live in ignorance yeah if you need me i'll be in the bathroom yeah right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i don't really have anything oh we got a new car oh that's right yeah, yeah. But it's mainly my husband's. Yeah. I mean, it's mine. Yeah, it, it's your name's is. on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's registered to me. Yeah, he's making the payments, but it's registered okay, well, to me, so go. it's my car. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had a pickup truck for the last four years, and I'm shocked at how sad I am to not have the truck really? anymore. That's when, surprising. Because I remember when, like, when you got it, you were like, "Now we have this monster." You know, I garage. was like so eye rolly about getting a truck, but like. Todd had always wanted a truck. Like, it was yeah. his dream. And then, so, yeah, when we totaled our last vehicle, it just was like, okay, well, yeah. now's now's your chance. Get yeah. a truck. And he had this truck, and he was so proud of it. And yeah. it was, he's, you know, there are so many memes and stuff are about, that are like, 
There are two kinds of people in the world. Somebody who lets their gas tank go empty and somebody who will fill up when it's down an eighth of a tank. Yeah. And they marry each other. There are people <laughs> who uh, keep their car pristine and people whose car looks like a dump site. And they marry yeah, each other. Yeah. Those are the epitome mm-hmm. of Todd and I. 100%. And he's, he's, so, he's so particular about his vehicles and so like... Like his personality yeah. his vehicle. And yeah. I'm like, I get in this thing to go places. Yeah, exactly. I did clean my car last week. Hey, weekend, look it's at like you. spotless. Oh, you're good for a couple of years now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So he had this truck and we had it for four years. And, yeah. and at first I was so eye-rolly about it and like, we don't need this m- massive truck. Yeah. And man, it's come in handy the last four years. We yeah. used it for so much. But my dad has a truck if yeah. we need a truck. That's right. And he works on, like, the complete opposite side of the city from where mm-hmm. we live. Yeah. And that truck was, like, we were going to have to remortgage the house to keep yeah. putting gas in it. Yeah. So we traded it in for a much more reasonable SUV. It's still, we go. can haul stuff in it. It's got a big cargo space. Yeah. But just in the couple weeks that we've had it now, yeah. holy cow, the difference in gas. It's, oh, really? Uh, I was really, like, I was really hesitant to make this big change and um (laughs) when we started briefly talking about it I told him make you a deal you get a car I get a cat yeah so we made the deal he's like okay are we going to get your cat now so now I have to be the grown-up and say I can't have a cat right now but that cat that that is at like your family's farm is I think about that cat once a week and it's not (laughs) even my cat I've never even met that cat and I think about it all the time I know there will be others though the the big feet and the no tails runs in the bloodline on the farm there will be others in the future when I am ready and I really had to be a grown-up and say I am not in a good place to add a cat to my house right now that's fair my dogs are too insane yes my sanity is questionable yeah. Not a good time. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, damn it. The, the ball's in my court yeah, now right. and I have to make the responsible decision. Well, well, well. If it isn't the... Uh, consequences, consequences of my, of my actions. actions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. to make a short story long here. Um, but yeah, so we got rid of this truck and like, he had a little like, he was he was like, when he brought the truck home to empty it out and like was taking it back to the dealership for the last time and stuff had some like you know he'd been so proud of this truck and and, uh yeah so he was like I feel like I was like are you having a little buyer's remorse Mm. and I think he did very briefly but already now the improvement in the gas mileage is yeah yeah. and it's a it's a really nice vehicle so so it's not like he traded down or compromised or anything yeah what'd you guys get again a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's a couple of years old, but it had like almost yeah. no miles. Oh, nice. That's good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a good decision, but, yeah. but I'm surprised how often it pops into my head that I'm like, oh, we don't have a truck anymore. <laughs> and he actually found out yesterday, I think it was just yesterday mm-hmm. from the guy at the dealership that he mm-hmm. was dealing with that the truck has now been shipped to Billings, Montana. Oh, weird. And I'm like... Makes me really sad for some reason. <laughs> My child has gone off to school and will never come back again. It's so dumb. Like I didn't even want That's the truck so in the crazy. first place. That's so crazy that like Montana, don't you have pickup trucks? Right? Yeah. You're I don't I don't know if like maybe somebody bought it from there or yeah. something. But yeah, oh, like okay, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like 
But I think also like dealerships like trade vehicles around yeah, quite a bit yeah. and stuff. So yeah, because I know like my car. If I wanted anything other than a white car, which I didn't want a white car, but it, I wanted a car like yesterday. Yeah. But it's like, well, if you want this, like we can get like this one in from Winnipeg or we can get this one in from there, but you know, it'll be a few weeks. And it's like, I literally don't even have a car right now. Yeah. So I guess I'm getting a white car like every other person in this city. I know. City. Yeah. I have a white car too. And I really didn't want a white car. Yeah. I, I like colorful cars. Yeah. My last car was green mm-hmm. and I had a red one before that, yeah. but I, um, I got it from the dealership and it was like a 0% financing oh, yeah. deal, which I don't think those even exist anymore. No. Um, and it was like a model year end clear out. Mm-hmm. So it was a brand new car, but it was last year's oh, models that yes. they were getting rid of. Yeah. So they didn't have hardly any yeah. selection. And I'm like, next car, I'm going to pick Yes, a color. 100%. Yeah. I want a blue car. Oh, wow, a blue car. <laughs> that dog has a puffy tail. <laughs> You're puff. You're puff. So welcome back to our Simpsons quote. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah we haven't, we haven't had a, we haven't, a Simpsons quote yeah. podcast in a while, so yeah. here we go. Anyway, so that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me since we last talked. Oh, that's fair. I do have another note here, and this is like the dumbest thing ever, but it's like, I don't know why, but I feel like, I need to discuss this on the podcast so that if anyone else is, like, thinking the same thing as me, like, please tell me all your thoughts. <laughs> so I go to Tim Hortons, as we all do, and not even in the store, but I notice this a lot on, like, the YouTube ads that I get fed from okay. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons has a credit card now. I know. Who is this for? Who is who is getting a Tim Hortons credit card and why? Because they fuck up my coffee enough times that <laughs> I don't want them to be anywhere near my bank yeah. account. I know. I saw that recently and I'm like, okay, you'll get free coffee out of it. But like, they already have a rewards card that yeah. you get free coffee. And I think from what I can tell, that's the only benefit of it. And then I was like, Bitch, you got yourself a PC Optimum credit card so you could get PC points. But that gets me, like, groceries and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I know that a lot of it is just, like, vanity marketing. Because yeah. it's it's still through, like, Bank of Montreal or Bank of Nova yeah, yeah. or something like that. So it's not like it's, like, Tim Hortons Bank or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, like, who has a boner for Tim Hortons that much <laughs> that it's, like, I need a new credit card. I mean, I'm getting a Tim Hortons credit card. I, I love me a Tim Hortons. But, sure. yeah, there's, like... That has zero just, appeal to me. It seems so random. Yeah, like just I know. such a random company to be like, yes, we have our own credit card now. Yeah, I don't get it. No. So I just had to like put that rant out there because I've been like thinking about it for a while, and I haven't gone to Tim's in a while. But I stopped last night after I got a few things at the grocery store, and I was like, oh yeah, they have a fucking credit card. <laughs> Who's getting that? Like, who is this for? Yeah. Well, should we talk about some movies? Let's do that. Okay, so I think we're talking about my pick first. Okay. I couldn't remember. But yeah, yes, we talked about the scary one first last time. Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay. We threw things off because we did opposite. We did, yeah. It's, I, so I was, we could really do whatever we want today yeah, and it would work. But. Do whatever I want. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is it... 
is it your turn first or my turn first? Okay, well, what does your turn mean then? Like, yeah. your movie or my movie? Your I always, movie that you assigned me or your movie that you watched? And Yeah, yeah I always think of it in terms of the movie. So we, oh, okay. we talked about the scary Fair one enough. first. We'll talk about the not scary one first. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we didn't have a theme for this right. episode. We just picked some movies we wanted to make the other watch. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about <laughs> this one. Actually, both of them I'm excited to talk yeah. about. I think yeah. I think this is this was a good week. Um, so I picked for you a movie that... Uh, you're sick of hearing me talk about my stack of VHSs from, from <laughs> no, my please, poor days. <laughs> but this was one that I had on VHS and mm. it had been recorded. I don't even know how it came to me. Mm. It was recorded off of TV, oh. but not by me. Oh, interesting. By somebody who gave me some some VHSs. So they were like, here, watch this movie. I'll talk to you in seven days. <laughs> when you did. <laughs> um, so I always, I watched this over and over and I thought it was such a fun little movie. Yeah. Um, and I've always known it as Strike. Okay. But years ago now, <clears throat> but long after I had watched it many, many times, I learned that it was actually called All I Want to Do. But then I learned it was also (laughs) called The Hairy Bird. Yes. So we found it to watch under All I Want to Do. So that's what we'll maybe title. I don't know. That's your job. You can call it whatever you want when you you edit. Um, So did you know anything about it? Um, So, okay, if we were to play Love and Horror Bingo, (laughs) there would be... A definite square on there that would be, I've conflated this with a couple of movies. Dan thought this was this, but it actually was. So in my head, I thought this movie was, and I maybe I've made this movie up, but I feel like there's a Kirsten Dunst movie from around this time called Dick. Yes. And I thought maybe this is what we were going to watch. But Dick is like about like Richard Nixon and these girls go to like intern or i don't know something like that i because it's around the same ish time frame maybe this this movie's a little bit earlier yeah yeah um i am familiar with the existence of that movie but i've never watched it. i'm familiar with the existence of dick (laughs) (laughs) i am familiar with the existence of dick too (laughs) um yeah so i was like is this the movie we're gonna watch or like is it this but i definitely had like a like, I could see, like, the movie poster mm, art in my okay. head. I could, like, specifically, like, when I think of this movie, it's like, oh, yes, this is the movie that, I think her name is Rachel Weiss. Yes. Is she in this? Yeah. No. Rachel Lee Cook. Yes. Rachel. A, a famous Rachel. Um, this is the movie that Rachel Lee Cook is on the on the cover with kind of, like, pursed lips. Yeah. So, it's like, it's that movie. So, I knew it was that, and it took place in the 60s, but I didn't really know what I was, like, getting into. All right. Well, it was released in 1998, written and directed by Sarah Kernichen. I print, I practiced that, and I still read it, and I'm like, <gasps> words. You nailed it. <laughs> it stars Kristen Dunst, Lynn Redgrave, Gabby Hoffman, Rachel Lee Cook, and Heather Matarazzo, who I love. I love her so I much. Love I her. love her. It had a budget of five million dollars. It only grossed nine hundred thousand because Harvey Weinstein is a piece of shit. Oh yeah, that's I'm shocked. Wow, I can't, I can't remember the story behind it, but somehow he didn't get his way with it. It's a Miramax film, and and he didn't get his way about something, so he like suppressed it or like 
didn't release it or Ugh. promote it or whatever. So it bombed. Cool guy. Yeah. Because of Harvey Weinstein yeah. being a piece of shit. That sucks. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 67 with a 73% audience score and a Metacritic of 60 with an 8.2 user score. Wow. Um, and I just grabbed a couple excerpts. There, um, as far as I can tell, Uncle Raj never huh. reviewed this. Yeah. Uh, the Christian Science Monitor said, though, uh, lively acting and good-natured feminism lift this lightweight comedy a notch above the norm. Mm. This is my my whole MO now, is like, I have to find a good one and a shitty nah, one. Yes. Uh, the New York Post, however, said, you have to sit through 90 minutes that feel like three hours. Oh. Um, which I, I kind of get, like, this, the movie has, like, real, like, different acts. Yeah, like it's, it's like three movies in one almost. There was definitely at one point where I like hit info to like bring up like the like the status bar, and I was like, "There's still how much left yeah, in this movie?" Yeah, like, yeah. It's clearly it's denouement. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a few, not much, but I have a few fun facts. Well, I'll let you tell me the synopsis <laughs> first, and then I'll okay. tell you one, and then I'll see where the others fit. Sounds good. So Odette is a new student at an all-girls boarding school. While she initially has a hard time fitting in, she soon falls in with a group of girls who also don't really fit in. When they find out that the school is going to merge with the all-boys school next year, they hatch a plan to stop it. The initial plan of getting the boys drunk at a dance and disgracing themselves falls through, so the girls stage an insurrection. A good one. They gain (laughs) voting power on the board of directors and stop the merge, proving once again that unions work. (laughs) I love it. Um, okay, so I alluded to this earlier, but the movie was originally titled The Hairy Bird, mm-hmm. but Miramax um, found that title too offensive because, you know, Harvey Weinstein sure doesn't like Yeah, he's, he's very much a, a family a family kind of man right, and yeah. it has to be appropriate. Um, so they found the title too offensive as it alludes to male genitalia, which is so funny that they changed the title of it, but the opening credits have like a dick and balls. <laughs> In the, it's the little bird that bops around oh, is like, okay, yes. Like shaped like a dick in balls. Like, and the balls that. part is hairy. Oh, we'll have to um, find a picture of totally, it. Totally, yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Sidetrack. Sorry, what? I got distracted by dicks. <laughs> um, that could be my memoir. <laughs> sorry, that was awful. <laughs> um, Okay, so the movie was originally titled Harry Bird, but Miramax found the title too offensive as it alludes to male genitalia. So they released the film under the alternate title, All I Want to Do. But in Canada and the United Kingdom, the film is titled Strike. Interesting. Only the Australian release retains the original title. So weird. Yeah, I don't know why in Canada it's Strike. Like, yeah, it's weird. Okay, so now that's enough of me. Why don't you... Take it away. Okay. So interesting that I didn't notice that like the bird was in the in the opening credits was like the hairy bird because I really like took note of the opening like title sequence. Like I really liked it. Yeah. They felt true. very like Ren and Stimpy minus creepy predator <laughs> creator. But it just like the whole like like I don't know, just like like the the backgrounds and like the the imagery. It's like, ooh, this feels like it could be from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I loved Ren and Stimpy. So good. And then you learn about what kind of person John Kay was. And it's like, oh. I don't know about that. He's so, trash. Uh, 
he just he's ruined a, everything. He's, yeah, he's he's a grooming piece of trash. So fuck him. <laughs> but I do love Ren and Stimpy. So good. I um I reference like the horse from Ren and Stimpy all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, sir, I don't like it. Yeah. His butt's too smooth. <laughs> say that far too often. I can't wait to see if you pick out the thing that I say from this movie. I like went through all my notes and I was like, I didn't, there wasn't anything where I was like, the thing. I don't know if I, if, if I have said it recently Mm, at all, but yeah. Let's see. Um, So it starts off with uh, Odette or Odie, who is uh, Gabby Hoffman. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, She's like in the backseat and she's all like moping because they're taking her to boarding school. And she's like. They're hauling me and my horse to this school. And it's like, oh, sorry, is is your privilege right. getting, you know, kind of trampled on there? Oh, your Poor horse. Thing. Yeah. I, I loved, like, all the, like, costumes. Like, there's one part where all the girls are kind of going, like, from, like, class to class or building to building. And they all have, like, the berets and, like, the jackets on. And I was like, I get that you have uniforms, but did they also issue, like, the same overcoat? Because they all have this, like camel like cashmere jacket on i think it is all like yeah all Mm. part of the uniform wow Um, i figured i was like deanne's gonna like the fashion in this movie yeah i was like well once again you've done it you've made me like really interested in one of your movies by just setting it in a (laughs) mid-century time frame it's like i know how to get to her set it in 1961 (laughs) or whenever it was um and then i noticed something that i had to like pause and laugh at for so long not because it was funny but I was like 8,000% Laura didn't pick up on this and I'm gonna say it and she's gonna be like I didn't even notice that this entire movie is 80 yard oh I did yes yeah yeah. because I know anytime I ever bring up 80 yard you're like yeah usually I don't but yeah Yeah. they're definitely uh, yeah like there's parts where like their backs are turned to the camera and they're talking it's like those girls weren't talking yeah yeah yes it is very obvious in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even for me. <laughs> Even I got that. <laughs> I feel like this movie must have, like, with the changes in title and the the non-release and stuff, like, it probably went through some serious, oh, like, sure. post. Yeah. Probably, like... Almost like too many, too many fingers in the pie. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know how many like producers it has, but usually the more producers a movie has, the more like storied. The, yeah. The, the 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 making of it is. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I I love this cast. I love everyone in this movie. I just think it's like such a moment in time. Like you look at everyone yeah. in this movie, and it's like I know exactly when that movie was made. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's so good. Um. I found it interesting that Kirsten Dunst is probably like the biggest like star in mm-hmm. that cast. And I feel like she has the weakest performance in this movie. Yeah. I feel like she just, they don't give her a lot to do and her like actual acting isn't great. Mm. And it's like compared to everyone else in that movie, like, and then compared to like where they are now, like I think she's the biggest star. Yeah. But she's definitely. just kind of like. She just kind of felt like like a like a limp handshake, you know. Um, which is funny because like I think the idea behind her character is that she's this strong, like smart, clever. Um, have you ever seen the movie Mona Lisa Smile? Mm-hmm, I have. I feel like like they're the same character almost. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. I just I feel like she's just 
And like, I don't know, like her voice sounded really shrill in it. And I get that she must have been like quite young when she made it. Yeah, 98. I feel like she's a similar age to us. So she would have been late teens. Hey, Google, how old is Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, so she would have been like 16. 16. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, there's a, I mean, she was young enough that she hadn't really honed her craft yet. But, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it where I was like, oh, I I just, anyone could have been in that. Like, it wasn't, oh, Kirsten Dunst is, you know, that person. So, anyway. Um, So, they have this, I think he's the history teacher. And they're all like, oh, he's like, stay away from, he's a lech, Yeah. I love and, that word. That's uh, <laughs> so good. And um, he kind of like takes a shining to Odie and he's like, oh, like stay back. I have to like talk to you about something. And I was like, oh no. Oh, this teacher feels creepy. And then two seconds later, oh, he is creepy. Yeah, hella creepy. <laughs> yeah, just ugh, gross. So uh, so Odie like is trying to get to New York City to, to like meet up with her boyfriend. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe I could, like, go to New York City with this creepy teacher and then just, like, ditch him. And then her friends are like, there's a way easier way to get you to New York. You don't have to, like, go with Mr. Creepy over here. Yeah. It's fine. I wouldn't take that chance. Yeah. And she tells the the teacher, like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to New York. And it's not like, like, creepy dudes are usually like, oh, let me, like, scheme another way that I can do. It's just like, oh, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, so there's, like, a million other girls you you can prey on that it doesn't matter that it's her. Barf. Yeah, he's in the right place for what he's looking for. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, I don't know much about boarding school. I see last week's uh, discussion about being lower middle class. But yeah, yeah, I don't uh, don't know much about boarding school, but I found it surprising, and maybe this is real life, I don't know, that like at all girls' school, they would have male teachers. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, and now that you mentioned, like, oh, he's in the right place, he wants to be a creep, it's like, yeah, he probably shouldn't, like, I, I yeah. feel like they just wouldn't have a yeah, I don't teacher. Know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but anyway, um, the girls all go into town, and they're just, like, being girls and, like, hanging out and drinking coaxing glass bottles and, <laughs> you know, checking out all the boys. And there's a, a car full of townies yes. who are the, the flat critters. And they are just like super freaky beatnik kids. Yeah. They like take pictures and stuff. And I wrote in all capital letters, Vincent Carthizer. Because my sister had the biggest crush oh, on Vincent Carthizer. Which one is he? He's like the main freaky beatnik Snake? kid. Yes. The one yeah. that, that Tinka yes. runs away yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fucking loved that guy and i don't even understand where she saw him i was gonna say i don't know a single other thing that right? he's in like he was i think that's... he was uh pete in um madman i think that's, oh he was like one of the guys in madman i think it was pete <gasps> i never um, watched madman oh, but so i could i've seen enough like clips and stuff yeah there. yeah but even like when he was in madman i was like oh yeah that guy i forgot about that guy so I don't know what my sister saw, like, in the 90s, where she was like, oh, him, I'm in love with that guy. Um, yeah, because he, he was... married Alexis Bledel. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Um, who was Rory Gilmore. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, I know he was in a movie called Alaska, 
But I don't think, like, I, th- I feel like that was a movie that my sister watched because he was oh, in it. Okay. So like, she'd already discuss- discovered him. And then she's like, oh, he's in this movie I'm, I'm going to watch. So Well, I have his IMDb up right yeah. here. So let's see what uh, um, jumps up. It was like when my sister, like, really loved Leonardo DiCaprio as a kid. So, like, her and her friend wa- went and saw, like, The Man in the Iron Mask. And oh, I was like, yeah. that is not, like, a 13-year-old's movie. Yeah, no but, kidding. Like, I've never seen it, but it just seemed like it was like too like grown up. But it's like, oh, but Leo's in it. I never really got on the Leo bandwagon. Mm. You know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about like, you have to like find movies with your favorite actor. And I was like, I don't really know if I have a favorite actor. And I would definitely at one point have said Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, really? But in the past few years, it's like the whole like pussy posse thing has come out and mm. how he's been like such a creep. And it's like, I still like you but i i don't know you're i feel like you're maybe a little bit of a creep yeah like nothing had ever really like come out that was overly creepy but the whole like you know once they hit 25 he doesn't date them anymore it's like it's not illegal but it you're just it's just gross just not yeah and then his new movie i have issues with too which Um, is i don't even know flowers of the paper moon oh yeah yeah i want to love it but I want a story about indigenous people to be told by indigenous mm, people. So yeah. I just, I kind of feel creepy about that movie. Uh, so the verdict is there is not a damn thing I recognize other than Strike and Mad Men. On- I mean, nothing. It must have been yeah, Alaska like, that she saw. That is funny, though, that that <laughs> came up because, like, I'd never looked it up, but he did look vaguely familiar mm, to me, mm-hmm. but I couldn't place it. But yeah, as soon as, as you said he was on Mad Men, I knew exactly who he was. And, yeah. Yeah. Mainly, I mean, I'm mainly just because he married Alexis Plitt. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, maybe The Indian in the Cupboard, because that came out before um, Alaska. Oh, yeah. That is, I'm familiar with the title, I've, I've but I've never, never watched seen that. it. But yeah, um, yeah, my sister just, like, fucking loved him. And I remember her, like, you know, when, like, girls who are, like, 12 or 13, they have, like, a celebrity crush, and it's, like, all they can talk about. So we would be, like, at a family thing, and she'd be, like, Vincent Carthizer this, Vincent Carthizer that, and everyone would be, like... Who are you talking? Like, is, so is this funny. a boy in your class? Like, who is this? He clearly wasn't like famous enough to be in like all the like teen magazines yeah. and stuff, right? Like, because that was pre-internet or pre-social media. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Like, I knew like my I, this was er, younger than like mm-hmm. a twelve, thirteen, but like my first celebrity crush that I like obsessed hard for. Mm-hmm. Was Joey McIntyre from oh, the New yeah. Kids on the Block? Hundred percent. But yeah, he was. You had access to to pictures and yes. stuff. He was in every magazine. There was New Kids on the Block trading cards, and yep. I had a three inch stack of them. Hundred percent. And I can still picture the one in my head that I was would put on the top of the stack. It was Joey McIntyre, and he was wearing this like mustardy yellow sweatshirt <laughs> and it was just like a headshot kind of like yeah it wasn't like a candid or anything. oh yeah, yeah 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 and that was I would like just walk around with my stack of cards <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I yeah but like somebody like that it was like how would you even know anything yeah, about yeah, them I, pre-internet I should ask her like where how yes, did you you should how did you discover this guy because even to the point where like when I started when he started like showing up on Mad Men I was like 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. So it's not like he had had this like kind of like climb and right, fame. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, that guy that well, my sister that my sister liked. Like hmm. I guess other people know who he is because they're putting him in this TV show. I guess yeah. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, I saw him in that, and I was like, I was not expecting hmm. to see Vincent Carthizer in this movie. Um, one more note about Vincent Carthizer. Yes. That surprised me because when I went to Google him, I'm like, I have no idea how I'm about to try and spell Carthizer. <laughs> I would have tried with a C. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I typed in Vincent and he was the first hit. That's interesting. Yeah. It's probably just because you've been like Googling. The oh, movie, maybe. And so it, yeah. it, yeah. Cause like, I feel like. Algorithm's going to algorithm. Yeah. Cause I feel like normally if you're going to Google Vincent, like the first Vincent I can think of is. D'Onofrio would be there. But, I mean, even for me to say that, the answer should have been Van Gogh. Uh, Yeah. Or Price. Yeah, yeah, or not Vincent Carthizer. Anyway, (laughs) we have spent, we have talked about (laughs) Vincent Carthizer more than anyone has on the internet this year. Absolutely. So let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the girls are all talking about like, well, this is what I want to do when I get older and this is what I want to do. And they, they hear about how the boys school is going to merge with theirs. And the, um, the one girl is like, no, like I'm like really like, I have like really good science marks. And if the boys come in, then like, it'll like change like the, the, I don't know, like the, the bell curve essentially. I was going to say the bell curve, then I wasn't sure if that was what I wanted to say, but yes, like, it'll change it, and then, like, I'll never get into M- MIT because I'll be looking at all the boys from our school, and, like, everything is going to suck. Like, I really want to be, you know, a famous scientist lady, and then um, a famous scientist lady. Yeah. That's, yeah. And then uh, I have such a hard time with, like, names in this movie, but uh, Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. is like, oh, I'm going to... Ver- yes. She's like, I'm going to own a, um, a magazine, and it's going to be called Moi, and this is what I'm going to do with it, and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Tinka is like, oh, I'm going to be a famous actress slash folk slinger slash slut. Yeah. And it's like, well, those are some good dreams. Excellent. I like it. Um, If you can dream it, you can be it. Right? Yes. And thanks to feminism, you can be all three. You can be a famous actress, folk singer, slut. Absolutely. Get it. Um, I wrote another note here, but I can't read what that (laughs) says. Uh, no, I don't know. It was a great note. Um, so I love Heather Matarazzo. And I feel bad because everything in this era that she plays, she always plays the like always hungry fat girl. Yeah. And it's like, she's what, maybe, maybe a size 12? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think it was called Now and Again or Now, now and, and Then. Now Yeah. And I distinctly remember there was this one scene that she was in it where she was like, guys, we have to stop. I have to have a snack. I have to like eat every hour or else like this happens or whatever. And it's like, I've never seen that. I didn't actually even realize she was in that. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it was that movie. And, and yeah, it's like, oh yeah. Like the fat girl has to eat every hour. And it's like, but she's not the fat girl. No, but that welcome to popular culture. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If you're not. A size zero, you are the fat friend. Yeah, but it was just, like, and because she's not actually fat, like, what does that do to, like, the actress? To be like, oh, right? we, we've yeah. hired you to be the fat girl. And yeah. she's like, but I look like me. Like, what do you, Yeah, yeah. What? yeah. No kidding, yeah. 
And to anybody who is impressionable who watches it. Yep, absolutely. It's like, oh, that's that's what fat is? Oh, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So then they just, they decide because the uh, the boys from the other school are going to come to like have this, uh, this like dance and then uh, like a choral concert essentially. Yeah. And the girls have to kind of show them around and show them what the school is like and everything. And they're like, we need to like sabotage this because those boys cannot be at this school. So then they just start making prep school moonshine <laughs> as you do. Well, when you have a, about to be a famous scientist in your midst, you can make moonshine. This is true, yes. She's like, oh, I have just all these Bunsen burners and these kind of beakers, and I yeah. don't know, I'm, I'm not a famous scientist lady, so I don't know. I think that those were both definitely in the mix. I almost said Bunsen beaker, and I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> oh my God, Bunsen and beaker. Yeah. You just got what? that? <laughs> oh. The look on your face. Dude, and they're, <laughs> and they're scientists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that. Oh, this is my favorite moment. I love it. Wow, how, that is so stupid. How did I not know that? Bunsen and Beaker are scientists from the Muppets. <laughs> Dude, oh, wow. Do you need, do you need a moment I, to process? I cannot process? believe I didn't put that together. Holy shit. <laughs> I thought he was just like, oh, Beaker, it's a fun little thing. And he just goes like, beep, 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 beep. And Bunsen, Bunsen Honeydew. I yeah. think it's because I like, I knew his name was Bunsen, but I like concentrated on his last name being Honeydew so much. Because his head looks like Honeydew. Well, yeah. But it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's their names. It's cool. And it's like, <laughs> oh, the scientists, Bunsen and Honeydew. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so they're, uh, the girls are all getting ready for this dance and they all have to like have their, like their best dresses on and their hair all done. And, um... Rachel Lee Cook is like the, I think she's like a prefect, but I don't know if we, if we have prefects in uh, the United States. I just know that because of Harry Potter. Yeah. But she's like the head girl, like the head tattletale. Yeah. Her, she's her the, the monitor. The monitor. Yeah. So they're always trying to like get the better of her because she's just a real goody goody and they're like, get over it. Like yeah. we don't like you. So they have like put... Um, like peroxide or something yeah. in like in her like hair care so that when her hair is in the curlers it's like turning blonde and she has like chin length hair in this movie and they show her with her hair in rollers and it's like you do not have that much yes hair. that entire 100%. thing is like a headpiece yeah that is not your hair a hundred like you can put all your hair in rollers but not like the great big like cocan rollers yeah like, you have to have like the little ones yeah. and then the you little can do that ones. yeah come that on my mom used to wrap my hair i just bought myself a new set last week so my mom used to do my hair when i was a little kid and it was like for the five minutes that it was long before yeah. it was like <laughs> yeah fuck this yeah yeah the little foam pink rollers that had the little like the the bracket the f yep. that flipped over yeah and she used to do it like that, and then she'd brush it, and I'd have these beautiful curls, yep. and I loved it. I loved it. I'd she'd she'd put them all in the curlers before bed, yep. and then put a scarf around my head to yep. sleep on, and I'd yep. sleep on that, and I loved it. And yeah, probably like 
over 10 years ago. It was, I was still in my old house, but I was like fully in my own house as a yeah. grown up. I bought myself a set of those nice. one day and I did it once and it, I made the like tightest, most ridiculous, no oh. all, like it was, it was bad. Yeah. So I only did it the like, once. to this. And then they sat in the back of my medicine cabinet for, mm. I don't know, years. And then I think yeah. I threw them out when I moved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finally, like, I just got myself, like, a new set, like, a couple of weeks ago. Because oh. I love good, like, brush out curls. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of which, I love, like, the primping montage yes. that they do. Where they're just all, like, kind of, like, close-ups of, like, pulling up, like, a bra strap. Or, like, a close-up of, like... Putting the curls in their hair, like zipping up a dress or yeah. something. I just spraying I love it. the beehive. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I liked too, actually, that like in that scene. I like a, I like a good, a well done montage, yes. and that was a well done yes, montage. Yes, it was. But I liked that even like there were a couple clips of of girls like putting cover up on their pimples and mm. stuff, and it's like, yes, these are teenage girls. Yes. Yeah, and I think they did a good job of like showing how you know. Like, this is how teenage girls think dressing up is. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I loved, um, weird, like, thing to say, but, like, I loved their bras in yes. this movie. Yeah. Because, like, they just, like, we, we wear bras, like, so differently now. Yeah. Where, like, a lot of our boobs are actually, like, outside of the bra. Yes. Yeah. Whereas they're, like, completely Fully covered, covered up. Yeah. And, and then even, like, when they show Rachel Lee Cook getting into her garments and stuff um hers goes like all the way down to her waist and like it's all like clips and brackets and it's quite structural yeah uh, yeah yeah i think that like with hers i think they were trying to show even more like she's really kind of prissy and proper and and so yeah she's got the real like conservative yeah she's got like like her mom's generation of undergarments on yeah um, I have a, like a, a a modern but like a vintage restyling mm-hmm. of a bra like that and I love it and I love the way it looks but there is something about the way like you know how like bras have like, usually like an o-ring kind of like in the front yeah. where like the strap attaches to yeah. there's something about the way the strap attaches to the o-ring that it squeaks oh god so every time I move it squeaks and I feel so like conspicuous yes. that it's yeah. like well I can't wear this out because I just have like squeaky boobs then so <laughs> i don't squeaky boobs yeah, that's what they call me so i don't i don't wear it hardly ever mm. and then i put it on and it's like but damn this looks so oh. good but it's like yeah it's like, that's disappointing i've tried everything and i cannot make I was this gonna say, i don't away. even know what you could do to prevent that i don't really think there's anything i mean aside from like maybe completely replacing the straps but yeah. who fucking has the time to do right? that yeah. not this guy <laughs> so the girls are all like you know, done up and they're like, they line up in the hallway and then all the boys come in and they all line up and it's like, now we've like paired you all off. And it's like, oh, just like, oh, I know. Like pairing and like the forced like heteronormativity. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing is like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, I like how the only two visible minorities on campus got put together. Yes. Yeah. So it's like this, like, ginormous tall black guy than this like little petite Asian girl yeah. which I found was interesting because the next pairing I know exactly where like, you're going uh, I think like Kirsten Dunst like or stole Rachel Lee Cook's date or like vice Other way versa yeah. and it's like well that's just the way it has to go because we have to like keep the heights working and it's like you have a five foot fuck all Asian girl with like a seven foot tall black guy tell yeah. me how that works yeah yeah I mean, you know we can't have like 
mixing of the pure bloodlines. I have <laughs> all our perfect blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so then like the girls are all like taking their dates around and kind of like showing them around and they're trying like their best to kind of like get them into some trouble. Yeah. And the the uh date that Kirsten Dunst like steals cuz she keeps just like dropping her own date. Like yeah. she's like, "Uh, oh, fuck off. I got to go do this." And he's just like he keeps like the poor guy just keeps getting like left yeah. on his own to kind of like wander the campus by himself cuz no one wants to date poor, him. Poor, poor yeah. Conrad. But the the guy that um that Kirsten Dunst ends up taking with her, which is like his school's like chancellor or whatever is his grandpa. He's yeah. like some like some like, big to deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she's like trying to get him like in trouble because like this is this is the guy that'll kind of be the yes. linchpin to this whole thing. Yeah. So they go into like some like back room or something, and she's like, "Oh, like here's the Coke machine. Do you want a Coke?" And the Coke machine has Coke. It doesn't have Diet Coke and yeah. Sprite and yeah. Dr Pepper. It has Coke. It has like one button and yeah. it's for coke here's where you get your coke yeah they're trying to do like kid drugs so it's like did you ever try my doll and coke and it's like oh caffeine and caffeine like that's yeah. um that's all my doll is it's just acetaminophen with caffeine in it um well that was you know like such a uh thing that kids believed at that oh, time was sure. that coke and tylenol was gonna get you high and it's so funny actually that you even brought that up because um, I watched this and then the very next day at work, I had like a wicked headache mm. and uh, I didn't have any painkillers. My desk stash was empty. Mm. So I sent a message in our like group messenger. Does anybody have any Tylenol yeah. or Advil or anything? And uh, one of the girls gave me some Tylenol and the lady that sits next to her said, we just need to get you some Coke too. <laughs> I'm like, that's so funny that that came up because I no just doubt. watched that last night. Yeah. I, I like never heard that before. Yeah. But yeah, like when, when she said like, oh, here, take a my doll with this. Like I knew exactly like what she was getting at, but it's like, it had never occurred to me to like take a my doll yeah. to get high with some Coke because yeah. it's just caffeine on caffeine. Yes. Caffeine does not work on me anymore. So <laughs> that's probably a story for another day. But uh, the guys had all had uh, kind of their own little plan going to be like, oh, whoever's date has like the biggest boobs, like wins or whatever. Yeah. And so the guy that Tweety, who's uh, Heather Matarazzo's yeah. character, the guy that got paired up with Tweety, he was like, yes, jackpot, because... I have the fat girl, and clearly the fat girl will have bigger boobs. Right. So it's like, let's go. So he, like, after kind of, like, th- halfway through the dance, he, like, takes her into a, a more private place, and they're making out, and he uh, kind of, like, unzips her dress and, like, uh, unclips her bra. And then, like, all his buddies, like, pop up and, like, take a picture. And it's, like, how dehumanizing for poor Tweety. That scene where, like, the guys run away and you just see her kind of standing there, like, in shock and crying is yeah, so heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, it's just, like, that is awful. Especially since you know that she's the girl who has, like, major self-esteem issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, like, poor always, Tweety. she's, like, always, like, throwing up and then, like, ten minutes later, it's like, I'm gonna go get a snack. And it's, yeah. like, just stop barfing and it would be okay. <laughs> 
Um, so this part of like the whole plan was Odie was going to get, uh, her boyfriend to come and kind of like sneak in and look like he was one of the, one of the boys so that they could like finally have sex for the first time. And, uh, it's like not working well for them. And the creepy teacher like comes in and is like, ah, now I have some dirt on you. And like everyone, I think it's the, the flat critters, they kind of come and they're like, they kind of like save the day and they like strip him down. They like throw him in like the Dean's office and it's like. And stay down there. Yeah. And he just, like, gets stuck. And then later they find him in, like, a schoolgirl's uniform that is grown man size. Right, yeah. But, yeah, then they're like, look at buddy. Get out of our school. Yeah. We're, we're done here. I like that, that when the headmistress finds him, I don't know if you caught this, but the teacher that's with him is his wife. Yeah. And yeah. they keep talking about how they want to get rid of him but keep her... And she just goes, well, that about does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's like, I've been looking for a reason and we all found it. Yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of barfing, there is so much barfing at that yes. concert. It's like all, like all the boys are just like plastered at yeah. this point. And they're like, oh, if you, you know, you, you have to like sing this in your choral thing right away. So here, we're going to help you. This is totally going to like, uh, like sober you right up. And it's Ipecac. Yep. And it's just, and they just like taking swigs from the bottle Ugh. and then we just have like a stand by me lard ass moment so they <laughs> just barfing on barfing on yeah barfing. yeah not my favorite scene yeah it's uh it's awful um and then like the the flat critters are in there like yes we're part of this too and then they <laughs> start singing then like the the one guy has to like do his solo and it's just like oh this is not yeah this is not good no no good can come of this time for you to go back to your to your school <laughs> So, like, the next day or whatever, like, maybe the next week, uh, they're all, like, the board of trustees has, they've kind of gotten together and they're like, oh, and, like, here's a cool surprise we have for you. Like, this school is going co-ed next year and we've already made the decision, so get fucked. This is what's happening. Yeah. And, like, everyone just, like, revolts immediately. They're like, no, this is, we can't have this. We don't like this. We didn't ask for this. Like, please stop making decisions for us. <laughs> Government of Saskatchewan Education Minister. <sighs> so... The, uh, what's her name? Abby's mom is like, kind of like the head board of trustee. Maybe. Yeah. She's kind of like, at least she's the most vocal one. I think she is the, the head. of Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, well, like the, the boys school has just like donated more money to the school and they'll be able to like bring so much more money into this school. So like, it makes sense that we would like merge both schools together. And she said like, maybe you women don't donate to schools because you know it's useless. And I was like, yeah, or maybe it's the sixties and women don't have a ton of agency. Right. And yeah. you know, their own incomes. And yeah. Although like these are wealthy women. So I'm sure they, they are, but it's still at a time when like they couldn't have their own checking account. Yeah. So right. they did still have to kind of like ask their husband yeah. fathers for money. Yeah. Know? And if, if, if there's a husband and a wife and they both presumably have these like impressive alma maters Mm -hmm, that uh, mm -hmm. that they want to donate to yeah guess which one's getting yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's like well i think my school should get money too it's like oh that's nice but you know they're there dear yeah we need you know to put money into where people who are actually going to make a difference in the world so we have to get money to the boys school so needless to say uh none of that goes over well and the girls decide they're going to strike yes we said the thing the movie (laughs) the thing but before that happens actually we're like right at the end of the year and kind of when the whole like 
boys' school visiting fiasco happened, uh, Kirsten Dunst had was found with like a boy, and yeah. they were in Abby's room, and they were like making out, and it's like, this is awful. This is the worst thing ever. We can't have this fraternization going on in our school, and it's like, well, that's going to happen a lot. Yeah, more exactly. What up, do you think but... you're inviting to happen? Yeah, yeah. but um, they kick her out of school. Yeah. And then, like, and then the scene happens where, like, they kind of announce, like, what's going to happen next year at school. And it's like, we're at the very end of the year. Why wouldn't you just let her finish the school right. year? Yeah. And then just be like, oh, P.S., like, don't come back. Yeah. But it's like, oh, there's two weeks left to school. You have to leave now. Yeah. It's like, come on. So the girls have all kind of, like, barricaded themselves in, in the, like, in the school. Or not in the school, but I think in, like, the, the in dorm the dorms, room. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, we're not coming out until, like, we, you meet our demands and, like, we're, like, we have, like, certain, like, educational requirements and we're not going to get those anymore if, you know, if the boys come here. So, like, you have to think of, like, our education and, like, our agency. And one of them says, we've been gypped. And it's like, yeah, Like, 1960s, maybe, but then even, like, when it was made in, like, 1998 or whatever, it's, like, that's a thing that people said, and, like... Yeah, it was... I was gonna say... I thought you were going in a different direction, that it was, like, we knew better by then, but, like, that was certainly thrown around a lot. I fucking know people that still say that to this day. Yeah, me too. So they have, like, the security guards that are, like, get all the security guards, and, like, we need them all on site right now to, like, you know... Keep the crowd at bay. And they're three of, like, the oldest men in New York. (laughs) And there is one point where they're all kind of, like, standing, like, I think, like, the headmistress is, like, telling them something. And they're all kind of, like, standing around her. And the one security guard on, like, the far left just staring right into the camera the entire time. (laughs) And it's like, buddy, this is acting. Yeah. Don't look right at the camera. (laughs) Um, but That's they, funny, I didn't they, notice that. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, is he looking maybe just like past the camera, like in the distance? No, he's looking right at the camera. I am making <laughs> eye contact with his security guard now. And all their little uniforms, they all looked like um, like the Maytag repairman. Yes. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Um, and then the equestrians show up, just like bringing in like the cavalry. Like yeah. Odie is like leading them in her yeah. little like equestrian outfit and the horses just come like charging forward. I love that there was time for a costume change. Yeah, I mean you get you have to. You have a uh, can't ride a horse without the proper You can't. You have to have you have to have the cute little hat and everything. Yeah. Speaking of having time for things, um they take a vote in in the dorms that but like, you know, do you want to like have it co-ed or do you want to have it yeah. like, not co-ed like whatever? And they're clearly all like handwritten ballots. So it's like when did you have time to write 400 ballots? Because <laughs> I was looking at them and I was like, no, like they, they definitely look like hand drawn. Mm. So when were you doing that? Well, the, 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 they had it planned out ahead of time. The, okay, because this felt very like spur of the moment. No. I, I feel like they like the announcement was made that morning and they're like, we got to organize. No, uh, Odie and like Momo and Tweety had the plan ah okay and but like the rest of the students they just yeah got them into it on that day but they, they oh, yeah okay. they planned it ahead because when verena kind of said oh it didn't work or whatever mm-hmm. um odie was like don't be so sure like she had a plan at okay yeah. yeah i don't know why but i was just like i 
I think maybe I knew that part, but I was, I just assumed that, like the voting thing happened like last minute and it's like, okay, no, that, that. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they had that I, all planned because they had like the banners made and everything up ahead of time. They had all the stuff stashed in the oh, dorm. that's true. I don't know why I thought that was all just done like spur the moment. Like, yeah, no, no, clearly all... they were organized. Yeah. <laughs> They're more organized than other insurrections we are familiar right. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of like my last like real note was like, how long did it take them to make those ballots? But okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and then my my last thing was like, there should have been at least a touch of lesbianics in this movie, right? Like there yeah. just there should have been like at least like, uh, you know, a scene or whatever where it's like, oh, like those two don't care about all the boys that are coming here because they love each other or whatever. Yeah. But then a movie that was made in nineteen ninety eight that would have been played for laughs too. Right. So. Yeah. But still, I, I do think that it's I always felt school. like Momo leaned that way. Yes, yes. It was and, never said or anything, but... Uh, yeah, and then she went on to play um, Denise in The Walking Dead, who is a lesbian character. Oh! One of my favorite characters that I cried when they oh, killed really? her. Oh, really? Because we had, like, such a moment of, like, queer joy with her oh. character. And it was like, this is so sweet because she's just being... A woman who is just, like, in love with another woman, and they're just trying to, like, make this little, like, life at the end mm. of the world. And it was, like, so cute and so sweet, and they killed her so unceremoniously. Oh. And I was like, well, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I spent, like, most of the movie, like, I know all these faces, but, like, who mm. is, and then I looked up her name, and I was like, I don't know who that is. So I went through her IMDb, and I was like, oh, it was Denise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. So I gave it seven white gloves out of ten. Oh, nice. Yeah. No more little white gloves. No more little white gloves. Um, so I just have two other little things to tell you. So the film was inspired by the director's experiences attending Rosemary Hall, which was a boarding school in Connecticut mm. that was an all-girls institution before it merged with, I don't know how to pronounce this, a boys' school in okay. 1971. Yeah. And during her time at Rosemary Hall... Uh, she was in a singing group with classmate Glenn Close. Oh, wow. Um, that is so funny that we're doing this little, like, six degrees of separation thing. Because, okay, so she had a, a connection with Glenn Close, who was in last yeah. week's movie. The movie that we're watching next week has Monica Kina in it, who is um, Tinka. Oh, cool. yeah. Um, so apparently this uh, choir reconvened. <laughs> Um, the original group to sing the song, The Hairy Bird, which plays during the oh, film's end credits. Crazy. Um, which I told you you had to yeah. listen to. I know, like, I was listening to it, and I was like, I've never heard this song before. No, it's it's okay, original okay. for the song, but it's hilarious. It's it is, about, yes. It's like slamming somebody's dick in the door. It, it is. I, and I was listening to it, and I was like, this is quite a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I have, I didn't, I forgot that I actually <laughs> made note of this. Um, I have a note about the Harvey Weinstein being a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, so the film was acquired by Miramax for distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey Weinstein wanted the director to make the film more male-friendly. Oh, fuck off. Um, and he told her that the finished film would screen in 2,000 theaters across the U.S. Ultimately, Miramax gave the film no publicity and distributed it in limited release in 1998, mostly in Canada. Two years later, uh, the director spent her own money to get the film screened in New York for one week. Wow. The film was later acquired by Disney and sent hmm. straight to video. Um, the shelving of the film is detailed in uh, Peter 
Biskind's book, Down and Dirty Pictures, Miramax Sundance, and the Rise of Independent Film. Interesting that it was acquired by Disney, and yet it's not on Disney+. Plus. I know, yeah, I looked for it on there. Um, yeah, this movie was like a hell of a time to find it, and yeah. yeah, we ended up finding it on YouTube, which I also have to talk about when I found this on YouTube, yeah. and when I texted you, like, if this plays in French, yeah, I know it, how to it fix it. it worked fine for me. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, like last time we were here recording and we were looking and making sure we knew where to yeah. find next week's movies yeah. or next episode's movies, I found this movie on YouTube and I like, you know how sometimes if you find a whole movie on YouTube, it's like not really the movie or. Yeah, it's or, like, it's like, go to this link to watch this and it's like, don't click on that link. Yeah. So I, and I, so I pressed play on it and I like fast forwarded, like I went yeah. through multiple spots in the movie to make sure it was the whole movie and yeah it was it was the movie it was exactly like what I remembered and I don't remember if I had my volume up I feel like I did I feel like I heard them speaking in the Mm -hmm. in their own voices and stuff so then I went to pull it up on my tv and like so we have through our our cable package like Mm -hmm. we're through access communications yeah and all of the apps are right on like the kind of interface that the tv oh, okay. runs through yeah um so i can go to youtube just right on my tv oh, nice. i don't have to yeah. like go to a different input or anything mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. right like in cool. my access communications yeah. app thing and so i went to youtube and i switched over my husband's was signed in so i i signed mine in mm-hmm. and i found it using the exact way that i searched before and it was the same i saw it on my phone and i saw it on the tv with the yeah. same um channel name and I pressed play and it was in French and I'm like are there two versions and I searched and searched I spent so much time c'est impossible on my tv changing languages and I'm like it's not going to change the language the movie plays but I don't know I so finally I googled and it's I saw a few other people that said that it's happened to them and they just had to change it from surround sound to not surround sound and i'm like so i got out of youtube and i went to like the settings on my tv and i changed it to disable surround sound we don't have surround sound anyway so i uh i disabled it i went back in no it's still french i tried a few other settings like on my actual tv yeah still french what the hell so i was right about to give up and just watch it on so then i even went back to my phone and i played it on my phone and yeah it's in english on my phone weird it's the same video same link Everything is exactly the same, but yeah. it's playing in French on my TV and in English on my phone. What? I thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> so then, yeah, so that's when I, I Googled to see yeah. it. And that's like the criteria that I Googled with. It's in English on my phone, but yeah. when I pull it up on my TV, it's French. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, I saw the surround sound thing. And then I was like ready to give up and just watch it on my phone. Yeah. I was so frustrated. Aww. And then at first I was worried, maybe I didn't listen to it with the audio oh. when I was here and we were checking and then you were going to try and watch it. And I was going to be like, we have to pick a different movie because this doesn't exist yeah. anywhere else. I was even like, could I overnight a deep, if I ordered the DVD on <laughs> oh, Amazon and yeah. it was like $50 for the oh, DVD. Fuck. And I was like, what is going on with this movie? Yeah. But then I figured it out that in YouTube itself, you can mm-hmm. change the settings in the audio from mm. 5.1 surround sound to, like, not surround How sound. How does that make a difference? I have no idea. It's the most bizarre thing, but I did. I turned off the surround sound, and I went back. 
it's in English, so I watched it That's on so my TV. That's so fucking weird. It was the most bizarre thing. And I was like, do I explain this all to you before? I'm like, just let me know if it plays yeah, in French. Yeah, yeah. I know how to fix yeah. it. It's just that the most bizarre thing happened. Yeah, me. it was just like in English right away. And I was like, okay, whatever. I wonder if it's maybe because I just don't have surround sound turned on because I don't have surround sound. But I don't either. Like I've never turned surround sound on. I don't huh. know. It seems like it's the default. But that's anyway, weird. it was, yeah, that was a good brain teaser. Yeah, no doubt. That's crazy. Um, with the movie not getting like a wide release and Harvey Weinstein being a piece of shit, could you imagine being so rich to be like, I have bankrolled this movie, right. but out of spite, I'm not going to release it and make my money back. Yeah. And then, and then turn around and probably say things like, well, women don't sell movies. Yeah, this, exactly. This and it's like, hundred percent. Cause that's one thing I love about this movie that even though there were like men in this movie, like women were at the forefront, yeah. like even like the headmistress yeah. who I didn't really like talk about. She was like, this is like. Like, I'm, like, the headmistress, and I have to kind of, like, remain, like, separate from you, and I'm, like, in yeah. charge. But, like, I don't fucking want this either. And, yes, like, yeah. my hands are tied. Like, yeah. I... This yeah, is and just she gets quite happening. emotional about it a She does, times. yeah. yeah. Um, I found it interesting how earlier... Apparently, we're just going to keep talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> earlier in the movie, um, Verena? Ver- yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, I, I don't ever go home for, like, holidays because this is my home. And the headmistress is like, no, this is school. This isn't your home. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, this is my home. Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah. oh. So. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. So that was the hairy bird slash strike slash all I want to do. <laughs> Take your pick. The hairy strike. All I want to do. All I want to do. The hairy strike. I don't know. The hairy strike. All I want to do is the hairy bird. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back. And we are literally full of beans. Full of beans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now, since I do have a full tummy, I can say the line that I forgot to say when we were talking about... uh, about strike or all I want to do that I quote all the time, which is, I want to wretch and die. <laughs> well, please don't do that at my I house. I don't want to wretch and die. Because I'm quite contentedly full of beans because your beans yes. were delicious. Yes. It's a barbecue Thank you for feeding me. And yes. We are going to fuck up a cheesecake as soon as this is done. <sighs> I love it. So Let's talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, here's a movie. Okay, so for the horror movie of this episode, I had you watch Insidious. Did you know anything about it going into it? Um, I feel like I knew, and I still am not certain that this is the case, but it's in like the the conjuring world kind of. Like, is it part of that like Um, universe of things? It's not part of the universe, but the same director. So that may be why you got like the same kind of feeling from it. Well, that's something I feel like I had in my head before we even watched it. Mm, so oh, okay. That I felt like there was like a cluster of movies that were oh. all kind of... Am I making that up? Like with you The are. Conjuring? No, no. The Conjuring isn't related to this at all. No, but like oh. is The Conjuring part of a kind of... Yeah, there is like The Conjuring like cinematic universe. Yes. Yeah. So I thought Insidious was part of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is not. No. All right. Well, And then I was like... <clears throat> It can't be because it's got the same actor, but not yeah. playing a same character. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, I'm sure it's not, but I'm maybe conflating things too. And then, um, yeah, I can't remember what I was going no. with that. Yeah. Well, Insidious is a 2010 film. It was directed by James Wan and written by Lee Wanell, 
who are also the director and writer of the Saw series. Okay. Uh, or at least the first Saw. They were the creative team on that. Um, it stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Lynn Shea, and Barbara Hershey. It had a $1.5 million budget and went on to make $100.1 million wow. at the box office. It spawned two sequels and two prequels. Mm. It had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 67% on the tomato meter and a 62% audience score. And on Metacritic, it was a 52 meta score with a 7.3 user score. And I'm still using Rotten Tomatoes, even though there was a big scandal in the Rotten Tomatoes universe. Oh, was there? Apparently, which like, it was a big scandal. And like when it got pointed out, it's like, oh yeah, obviously that's a thing. But like, I didn't realize, but a lot of like the user votes on Rotten Tomatoes are like purchased. Like they're like, oh, hey, we'll like give you money or whatever if yeah. you go on and say it's a great movie and it's like that that yeah i mean that makes sense everywhere yeah. yeah it was like a big thing where it's like hmm. can we even trust rotten tomatoes and it's like do you rely on rotten tomatoes that much to watch yeah. a movie like yeah if i want to see a movie i'm just gonna go and see a movie yeah, and yeah. Then i only like, rely on it for sometimes some entertaining quips that people say in their reviews yeah like i go to it just to kind of like give us like a an overall like look at like how the movie was received but it's not like no it only had 62 percent audience scores so yeah i guess i'll just put that further down the <laughs> list like who yeah it's not like um like a a contractor that buys reviews that says yes th- this person did my renovations great and then this person comes and fucks up your house yeah right yeah, like, exactly. it's, yeah. like it's it's a movie it's it might waste deep. a couple hours of your time yeah exactly <laughs> and there's plenty of movies that have like really low ratings where it's like uh that movie was actually pretty great yeah so i know i i always you know we look at the reviews for for our movies and stuff but i never take anything too seriously yeah no so speaking of taking ourselves too seriously uh roger ebert gave this movie 2.5 stars he says insidious is an affectionate visit to the haunted house movie a genre that seems classic in contrast to queasy cam gore fests it depends on characters, atmosphere, sneaky happenings, and mounting dread. This one is not terrifically good, but moviegoers will get what they're expecting. <laughs> He's just such a backhanded bitch in, like, every fucking totally. review. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not good for smart people, but you might enjoy it. Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, and then on Dread Central, they gave it five out of five. And they said, Insidious is everything the title promises it will be, and then some. This film will most likely redefine Juan and Wanell's image and the horror genre itself. It is for the young, the old, the stoned, and the true fans of the genre. (laughs) Make sure to catch Insidious when you can. And I found that was very telling because it definitely, like, really cemented uh, uh, James Wan in, like, the... I make movies about ghosts. Oh, like, okay. Like he did Saw and like Saw was kind of like a moneymaker for yeah. him, but he's done like, he's done like the whole like Conjuring universe oh, okay. and he's done like uh, the, uh, the insidious movies mm. and stuff. So yeah, it's really like, that's a really telling review where it's like, oh, you were right. It really did hmm. kind of put their, their name on the mark. Um, I found it interesting that it was a $1.5 million budget six years after Saw came out. So, like producers knew at that point, like this is gonna make, make money. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, you could have one point five million dollars. Hmm. And it's like, but that's not very much money. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of 
sets and yeah, it was there was you know contained. up until the end, there wasn't a ton of special effects or that's anything, very true. So. Yeah, um, I do have some fun facts, but why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis? All right. So an exhausted mother and a distant father move into a new home. Almost immediately, strange things start happening. I feel like I could probably have just flipped back a few synopsises. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> almost immediately, strange things start happening. Their son starts talking about seeing things, and the mother does as well. They eventually agree to move again, assuming the house is possessed or haunted. Uh, but strange things start to happen again in the new house. Whatever it is has followed them. Eventually, the mother starts to seek help from priests and other supernatural experts, ghostbusters. <laughs> um, and it's revealed that it's not the house, it's the sun that's haunted. There, and they be, uh, there are beings trying to take over his mortal body, and the only person who can save him is his father, who has to redeem himself somehow, I guess. <laughs> um, and as it turns out, he's been through this himself before. He just doesn't remember it. He goes into the other realm to help his son find his way out, and they both make it back out to the real world, and everyone is relieved. Until the last second reveal that maybe the dad didn't make it back after all. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, it's funny that you said, oh, I could just like flip back a few pages, because I feel like you're probably uh, alluding to Sinister. Well, there's a few that are like, you know, this is this has got like the the classic like kids seeing things, adult not believing in them, mm. and the adult starts yeah. seeing a little bit, and then the kids are making creepy drawings yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, creepy kids, creepy drawings. Yeah, it's just you know, it's a thing. It's a trope. <laughs> um originally Ethan Hawke was actually offered oh, really? a role in this movie and he's like, nah, I'm gonna turn it down. And then it was like, well fine, I'll just Make my own movie with like with like a, a one word like negative sounding title like right. insidious sinister yeah. yeah yeah they do feel very very similar um, the first half feels the same in both of them but then yes. like what's actually happening yeah, was quite yeah, different yeah. this one gets um, a bonus for it not being super dark though ah <laughs> there were a few scenes where I was like oh, towards I think the end like when he's that. in the 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 further, the further. Yeah. Um, it's quite dark hmm. but like throughout the movie it's not anyway yeah, sorry I'm getting fine. way ahead no. of myself um, so this movie gets a lot of shit for being a PG-13 horror movie and I quite often am like it's a horror movie it should be rated R stop oh. with that PG-13 bullshit and then I recently listened to an episode of This Ends at Prom with uh, BJ and Harmony, Harmony Colangelo and they were like they're very opinionated women and they were like, no, like, fuck you if you don't think movies should be, or horror movies should be PG-13. Like, there has to be, like, an, an entryway for younger people. And it's like, hey, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was five, and I turned out fucking fine. You can too. But Yeah, um, you sure did. <laughs> I'm only on one psychiatric medication <laughs> right now. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, softening a little bit on, like, mm. the PG-13-ness of it. I, or like, I get that. Where, or, like why like pg-13 movies are necessary mm. but i just it's your it's your um entryway drug yeah yeah um so. you know and that's so funny that like spoiler alert yeah. this movie freaked the shit out of me did it so it's funny that it's a 
a lower rating. Yeah. I don't know if lower is the right word, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more general rating. Yeah, a tamer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have um, some fun facts that I can sprinkle in as we go, but why don't you go ahead and give me all your thoughts and feelings on Insidious? All right. Um... <laughs> I had a very cynical first note here. Oh, yeah? Oh, a creepy figure in a kid's bedroom. I've never <laughs> seen this before. <laughs> and then we see Patrick Wilson, kind of before we really establish who is who and what is yeah. what. Um, and I'm like, Patrick Wilson again. Then, then I was like, maybe I was right. This is oh. a conjuring thing because is he one of the Warrens? And then I'm like, oh, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, it has... The longest opening credits. It does. Yes. It's very long. <laughs> um, they, they set up the... Okay. The relationship between the husband and wife. Yeah. Who have names, I'm sure. Renee and Josh. Right. Um, is so interesting. Yeah. Because... Well, fuck him. Yeah. But, and I mean, she's tired and exhausted, but she seems to really, like, really still love him. Like, it's like a a not an equal partnership mm-hmm. where, like, you would see in a lot of movies where it means, like, she's miserable and wants to get out of this yeah. relationship. Yeah. But she still does really yes. love him. But, like, yeah. you see at the, quite early, that he's, like, in the bathroom kind of preening. He's plucking a gray hair. He's, you know, he's he's maybe a little vain yeah. and she's frazzled downstairs trying to wrangle three kids and set up the internet or mm. like the utilities yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, must be nice to have time to worry about your fucking gray hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like she can't even like, they're not even completely unpacked and she's like, here, like little boy, you can just eat cereal in a mug today. Like, yeah. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. And the dad's just like, oh, hey, good morning. What's everyone doing? And it's like running this entire fucking house. Yeah. I know. I just like instantly hated him. Yeah. And like, it only got worse. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, fuck this guy. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I was like, it must be nice to worry about your gray hairs while your wife is dealing with three kids and a utility company. Yeah. <laughs> we see the the one kid kind of playing on the stairs and he's got a sword and a shark. And I'm like, oh, good old sork shark. It's a sword shark. That's my favorite childhood game. I mean, that was my favorite, my favorite childhood game, sword shark. So it's, uh, um, it's, it's not quite the same as playing like knifey spoony, but you know, swordy sharky. See, you've played knifey spoony before. Not a shock. That's <clears throat> a shock. Um. So earlier we see the mum up in the attic and uh, she's apparently, I don't know, they moved into a house without viewing the whole house, I guess. Why would you view the whole house? She clearly had never been in the attic before. Um, But she goes to turn on the light and breaks a rung on the ladder. And I'm like, 100%, that's coming back to haunt them. And then, yeah, yeah. so, so when the little boy gets tired of his sword shark game... He goes to play around in the attic and, of course, falls off the ladder. Yep. I think I jump ahead quite a bit here, but then we see them. I don't know if this is at, so if the little boy's in the coma already, if all the hospital stuff is done. But the little boy falls off the ladder and he goes into a coma, but he yeah. doesn't have any, like, activity in his brain that would indicate why mm-hmm. he's in a coma yeah. or anything. Um, but there's a scene where they're, they're uh, 
this is another, this is apparently my theme for this whole yeah. podcast now is, you know, I like to think I'm so smart and, and pick up cues and stuff. And yeah. sometimes I, I do, but more often I feel like I think things are going to be a thing and oh, then they don't really yeah. end up being a yeah. thing. Um, so the, the mom and dad are getting ready for bed and uh, he's putting like eye cream on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, the gray hair, the eye cream, like, oh, is his yes. vanity going to come yeah. into play somehow? Um, yeah. So so being that it didn't, that's an odd choice. It is. Yeah. Because they always say, like, anything that you see on the screen is Me, there should be there on yeah, purpose. Yeah. And it's like, maybe not. Or, and Well, I mean, maybe they still were making a point about, like, kind of his, his priorities and his yeah. vanities and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I thought that it might come into play a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so now at this point, the, the son is home from the hospital. He's yeah. in this indefinite coma, so they're like, you just got to deal with this at home now, yeah. I guess. Um, so now I'm like, this poor woman has now got to be a nurse, too. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there is, like, a nurse there teaching her how to how to do something. And yeah. it's like, oh, now she's got to be a nurse, too. Great. Yeah. She's home the next day with, like, the husband's at work, and yeah. the baby's up in, in its crib sleeping, and she's like doing stuff around the house. Yeah. And there are like noises. Oh, she was playing the piano yeah, and there were yeah. noises coming through the baby monitor. And so she's like listening to the baby monitor and kind of hides in the corner. But I'm like, there are noises coming from your baby's room. Right? Yeah. Go the fuck Go up, up there. there. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this does have me legit creeped out oh, a little bit. okay. Yeah. I, uh, also spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd watched this whole movie with me oh, and not he? just in a like, you know, I, he was working at Casually, his, like, like hobby thing, and yeah. I was in the same room. Yeah. Like, we actually, like, sat oh, down to nice. watch it together. Yeah. Um, and he uh, told me that it's your fault that he's having nightmares Oh, now. no. <laughs> <laughs> so he found it quite creepy, too. Wow. He's not a horror fan no, at all. No, so no. this, yeah, to, like, yeah. actually, like, actively sit and watch the movie yeah. with me was quite uh, wow. unusual. Cool. Um, but, yeah, so she... She goes, she's hearing these noises in the baby's room and she does finally go up there and there's a face in the baby's window and I'm like, yeah. shit just got real. Like that, that went from like, there's a, a maybe something slightly creepy to like, yes. there are like actual figures and faces yeah. and entities. Yes. <laughs> um, I was just like that. So that face in, in the baby's window. Yeah. Um, was like a jump scare for me. Like it, yeah, it really... Like, I have seen this movie before, and so I knew that that was coming. I was like, oh, yeah, like, what's the part when they, like, see him in the window? Like, is it is this part or does it come later? So, like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And when it happened, it still fucking got yeah. me this time. I, like, I think I, like, yelled out when it happened. Well, and then there's another scene a little later where where an entity actually, like, comes into the parents' room. Yeah. That one freaked the shit out of yes. me, too. But, um, yeah, she sees this face in the... Um, in the baby's window, and I'm like, call 911, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. These people just need to <laughs> listen to me. Uh, and then the the husband we see a couple times, like, pretending that he can't go home. Yeah. And that just, I was like. You're so shitty. So shitty. Like, shitty enough if it's just like, oh, we've got these three kids, and I'm overwhelmed, and my wife is exhausted, but I just can't get in the door yeah. or whatever. But like. 
crazy stuff is happening. Yes. Like, you're yeah. leaving, like, you should not be leaving your family alone for a second longer yeah. than they need to. And he's, yeah, like, oh, I got a great paper. It's like, bull fucking shit till yeah. 1030 at night. Yeah, that scene where he's in his classroom and you kind of, like, see him sitting at the desk and then there's, like, the blackboard behind him. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a little drawing on the blackboard behind him and it's Billy the puppet from from Saw. Oh, really? Little, no, yeah, I didn't catch yeah. that at all. I didn't catch it until this this watch through just as last funny. time. I was like, hey, it's Billy. Um, but, yeah, I was like, leaving your wife at home, your, your wife and kids in that house alone, you absolute article. He is an absolute article. The uh, the mum back at the house finds a bloody handprint on the bed sheets of the kid that's in the coma. Yeah. And that was very creepy. Yes. And the, the handprint is like, it's a kind of like a human hand, but like longer and pointier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see one of the, the beings later has that exact same hand yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, like, oh my God, he's there. Um. Yeah, like when she first, she sees blood on the sheets and it looks like it's coming from the kid at first. And it's like, what happened to this yeah. kid? And then, yeah, it was like, nope, just just a bloody handprint yep. just to freak you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, So the wife is trying to like figure out what's going on and she's starting to think things are haunted or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where the husband says, he's my son too. And he's trying to get all like, and I'm like. You fucking asshole. Like, you're so checked out of this family. Yeah. But she can't make a decision because he's my son, too. Yeah. Safe to say I just did not like this. this Yeah. And that's, like, I feel like that's such a, like, true-to-life thing where, like, there's, like, one partner is, like, so, like, here, here's all the, like, mental load. You can just, like, take it all. And then when, like, something doesn't go their way, it's like, hey, I get a say in this, too. Exactly. And it's like, then fucking pull your weight here, buddy. Exactly. Um... And I was just, like, getting more and more creeped out. And I'm like, apparently, see, haunted house movies are apparently the thing that works on me. I love a good haunted house movie. Um, The man in the window that he jumps into the bedroom, like, full on made me jump. Yes, yeah. So then, okay, I see things are are happening. Yeah. To appease you, we'll we'll move. We'll leave this house. Okay, fine. Um, And I'm like, well, leaving the house? I was already, like... It is too early in this movie yes, for yeah. for moving from the house to help. Yeah. So I'm another like, another movie where it's like, oh, we have all the money in the world, we can just pack up and leave right? this house and move into another yeah. one. I know. Like, I was like, is from this like, a rented house or a, yeah. even if it is a rented house, you'd presumably have a lease. Nothing is this simple. Yeah, like let's move from this one giant house to this other giant house. Yeah. Like no one's living in a two bedroom bungalow, right? The second house, though, I loved it's, so it's, much. Yeah, I really like it. I mean, they were both beautiful houses. Yeah. But, um, I've got, like, a dream of someday living in, like, a character home. Yeah. But your movies are maybe, like, fucking me up. Because <laughs> I would never do that. I don't know now if I walked into a house that was all character and, like, dark wood paneling mm. and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For the right price, though. I mean, given given, like, the price of houses these days, like... You know, if you can knock like $20,000 off of it, but there's a ghost, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Is it a benevolent ghost? If it was a benevolent ghost, I could live yes. with it. Yeah, absolutely. Ghost. But yeah, so I was like, is this going to help? I feel like it's attached to you now. Yeah. I still thought that maybe like it started in that house, like the entity attached to them in that house 
and followed them to the mm-hmm. new one, which wasn't quite yeah what happened. But yeah, I'm like, I feel like it can't be over. And I feel like it's going to be worse in yep. the new house. Yep. And then I was like, assuming things again too, which this also didn't really come true. Um, but I'm like, she, they're going to move and she's going to start seeing things again. And then they're going to think that she's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like I thought it was going to yeah. turn into other, just assume that she's losing her mind or something. Yeah. But it was pretty clear to everybody that yes. something was going yeah. on. I thought there were lots of jump scares in this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another just, oh my God, I hate him so much. <laughs> and then so we see his... His mom comes to like help unpack yeah. in the new house yeah. and gets more and more involved. And it's Barbara Hershey. Yes. Which is potentially a teaser for a potential future episode. Oh. On my side of things. Oh, okay. All I know of her is from this like horror movie from the early 80s called The Entity. Oh. That we should put on our list, but it's it's a fucked up movie. <laughs> well, the one that I'm thinking of is Beaches. So. Oh, okay. Have you have you ever seen Beaches? No, that's why I, it's on our list. It's, it's, I think is it's it like coming up list? soon. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> we just talk about so many movies. We I can't do. Keep it yes. all straight. Um, so Over a hundred. So really a teaser then. Yeah. The the mom the the Josh's mom. Yeah. Is there now, kind of more and more. She know, you know. You could tell right away that, like, yes. she, she yeah. knows something. For yeah. sure, yes. I, I knew she was going to come into play somehow. Yeah. But um, there's a face that appears behind her. <gasps> and it looks like the, forgive me, I don't know. I already know what you're going to say. The Star Wars dude. Darth Maul, yes. Okay, I thought that was maybe yeah. it, but there I'm like. There you go, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the lipstick face demon. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what Darth Maul is called, or no, is that what the in, demon in, the movie, in this? Okay. In, in, yeah, in in our movie, yes. Yeah, he definitely looks like Darth Maul, and you see him again a couple times. Yeah. Every time I'm like, "Yep, are they just using like the mask from Star Wars?" It legitimately, it looks really so does. Much like yeah, him. it looks so much like Darth Maul. Um, you're gonna be so pleased about my next note here. Yeah. Is just this is literally giving me goosebumps. Awesome, like, I love it. Yeah, like. I Let's could see the hairs on yeah. my arms down. Oh, wow. Um, and then enter Nerdy Ghostbusters. Yes, Nerdy Ghostbusters! <laughs> they were so good. It was such yes. a such a good take on, like, these paranormal shows yeah. where you see them yeah. going around houses and We've stuff. We've got all yeah. our gear here. Yeah. And, yeah. So, um, Specs, like the one Nerdy Ghostbuster that wears, like, the glasses, that's Lee Winnell, who is the writer. Oh, okay. And then he was also, like, the other guy in Saw who, like... Not Carrie Elwes, but oh, yes. the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other guy. Yeah. Um, there were so many different spooks in this movie. Yes. Like, um, which got me thinking, and I was, like, I was confused for a while. I don't know if I was confused, but I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Oh. Um, because it wasn't, like, a ghost haunting these people. Right. It was, yes. like, all these different... Like, the face that was in the baby's window was different than the face that came into the parents' bedroom yeah. was different than the face that appeared behind the mom. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's an amalgamation of, of spooks. Yeah. So there were many different spooks. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this is more and more of my notes now. Like, oh, I have goosebumps. I'm like, this has my chest feeling oh, tight. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so 
there's a scene where the the dad goes into he's been told about his his past and he yeah. doesn't really believe it. I don't think I'm getting it. I might be getting ahead of myself. Anyway, he goes he he's kind of like not wanting to deal with things or whatever yeah. and then he goes into the kids room and he sees these drawings that are like ringing a bell essentially yes, yes and yeah. he's like okay we'll do it and i'm like yeah. you just noticed like presumably these drawings have been your son has been in a coma for god i don't know how long yeah. now yeah they've been hanging up since before yes. then yes. like yeah you're just you've noticing just this noticed now. them now yeah it's because you are a detached motherfucker yep. sure are I have a note here that says that's an interesting mask, and I don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the, the, like, head lady ghostbuster? Like when oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wears kind of like, like a, a, looks like a, like a gas, gas mask, mask kind of thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that is interesting. Yeah. And then, like, she looks like she's dying in this mask. I'm like, maybe right? it's time to take it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And then I just said, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then after they, they try and, like, call this kid back from the further, this is, like, I think before the dad has gone in and they're, like, this is too much. We can't get him back. Yeah. And there's a scene where the Ghostbuster twins are, like. <laughs> Why weren't they called the Ghostbuster twins? That's how I'm going to call them from now on. That's even better than Nerdy Ghostbusters. <laughs> They're like kind of debriefing and the one is kind of laying on the counter and he's got a steak on his head yes. like he's Fred fucking Flintstone. <laughs> when I saw that, maybe it's just because we're in like later stage capitalism and everything costs a million yes. dollars. But I'm like, that's an expensive fucking steak and you're not in your, in like this isn't your house. Yeah. So you I, just pulled someone's fucking steak out of the freezer and like put it on your head. I was telling you about the, the meal that I made this week where I put a roast in the slow cooker. Yeah. And it was a, $20 for this right? small roast. Yes, yeah. I absolutely thought that too with those steaks. I'm like, because that was like a those looks like some steak. nice cuts of meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely was grocery shopping today and had like a real specific distinct moment of like, I used to love grocery shopping. I used to love going by myself to the yeah, grocery store yeah. and going up and down every aisle and really thinking about mm-hmm. meals that I wanted to make for the week and stuff. And like, I looked at a package of ground beef and it was $20. That's and I'm insane. like, yeah. this is not fun anymore. No, no, it's really not. And I seem to always be good at like finding a good deal. Like I have no shame looking at the markdown. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Section and yeah. stuff. But man, it's, it just is so depressing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I'll stop talking about our real life horror story. Yeah, right. and go back to the, um, so then. He sees these these drawings and he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. Do I have to stop hating him now? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really think he does a lot of redemption. Uh, no. I mean, he tries. I he feel like not it's still kind of like bare mins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, fine if I have to. Yeah. Um. So... She kind of almost is like hypnotizing him to go into mm-hmm. this other, to the further. The further, yeah. Um, so I was curious if you've ever been hypnotized. I have not. I feel like I always want to, like, I always want to be hypnotized. Like, I always feel like I want to try it. Yeah. But there's another part of me where I just don't trust anyone enough mm-hmm. to just go like rummaging around in there when I'm not <laughs> yeah. conscious. Yeah. So yeah, I have never been hypnotized. I... Have not either. I 
tried to get hypnotized once, oh. but like this brain don't shut off. <laughs> yeah. So it it yeah. never worked for me. And I know that's the kind of thing you have to really like quiet your mind for yeah. it to work. And that's not a thing in my yeah. life. Yeah. I um I remember like. When I graduated high school, there was like a like the after yeah. party where they rented out um I don't know what it's called now. It might be called the Manhattan Room. Where I think back in the day it was just called like Manhattans. Oh, like the bar? Yeah. They they rented it out <laughs> Your in like Catholic sh- high school rented out a bar. They rented it out and like shut it down for yeah. the night. So it was like completely yeah. dry. And then we just like we like I think there was like dinner or like food or whatever mm. and then like games and like a dance hall like a dance floor yeah. and whatnot and then one of the things was they had like a hypnotist come in and he like they he had like volunteers from the audience and i i watched it but i was like i'm yeah. not i my i think at that time my thing is one i don't want to like stand out and mm. like raise my hand for this even though i was in a leopard print dress <laughs> i didn't want to stand out well yeah and then also i was like I'm not cool enough to do this because mm. if I do something where it's like, oh, the hypnotist made the fat girl shit herself or whatever. Yeah. Like I didn't want to like put myself in yeah. that position. If the cool pretty girl clucks like a chicken, it's funny. If yes. the dorky fat girl clucks like a chicken, she'll be clucked at for the rest of yes. her life. Even though it was like grudge. Like I was, yeah, like, yeah. I, I never saw any of those people again, yeah. basically. But still, I, um, I couldn't take that risk. Yeah, we had a hypnotist at our after yeah. grad too. Yeah. Um, ours was at the Emerald Park Golf and Country Club. Though. Oh, the Country Club. <laughs> Same thing, though. They, it was shut down, and we had yeah. a hypnotist. We had those, like, sumo wrestler oh, big yeah, suits yeah, yeah, where yeah. you could... I uh, think yeah. maybe... I mean, it was probably, like, the same kind of, like, yeah. thing yeah. that everyone in 1988 had. Yes. The same kind of grad package or whatever. Um, we had a caricaturist. Oh, I have a picture of the picture that I got from the <laughs> All I remember is like there was like a dance floor. Mm, and yeah, then there I'm pretty was, sure we had a dance Yeah, floor and too. then there was like this hypnotist. And I feel, yeah, I, I don't remember like anything else about that. I mean, um, it was, you know, 25 10 years, years ago. ago. Oh, oh, yeah, tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, <laughs> 10. Yeah, it was 10. <laughs> um, Fucking 25 years 25 ago. Years I'm just going to go lay on the floor for a while now. Uh, uh, did you like my, my detour to avoid talking about this any further? Yeah. Um, good job. Get back to it. Yeah. So then I do have a, a, a note that it is very dark in the further. Yeah. So I don't like it. And then I said my tummy hurts. Oh. <laughs> Even like closer to the beginning of the movie when the kid goes into the attic where he like falls off the off the ladder it was quite dark at that point too and i was like oh laura's gonna hate it was this. a fairly brief scene though. yeah it wasn't uh, yeah it wasn't too bad um it wasn't the overall feel of the movie yeah yeah um but then once we did get into the further i got like even though it was maybe in theory getting scarier mm-hmm. it actually wasn't because it got a little too something, a little too surreal, a little too hokey. Yeah, it, it was. It definitely at that point I was like, like what, like what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, here? like what's the it point? It was kind of like last week when we talked about Drop Dead Fred, and they had like the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just yeah, like. like I really did like the way they did, like, the one scene where we see, like, the lipstick face demon again and how you kind of see, like, more of him and he's, like, the way it looked to me, probably just with my Catholic upbringing, it felt like they were in, like, a church and he was up in, like, 
the chorister kind yeah, of like yeah. looking down or yes. whatever like that like I really liked the way that looked yeah there was just a lot in that where it was like it's dark and it's all moving very fast and it's all kind of ambiguous and then you get like a weird shot of a gear and a weird shot of a like it just yeah I, yeah. I didn't like that it's like it. oh shit we've gone through half the movie and we haven't like shown all the creepy shit we have throw it all in right now um yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, I even actually made a note. I kind of find all this further stuff less scary than before. Yeah. Like, the unknown is scarier to yes. me than than seeing For sure. creepy things. Like, yeah. the what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, there, you see the, the, like, the people in the real world, and then you see the dad and the kid in the further, mm-hmm. and they're talking... Follow my voice. And then they just stop talking and are just like silent for a really long time. And I'm like, keep, keep yeah, talking right? to yeah. them. Like, what yeah. are you doing? If you want them to follow your voice, you have to use your voice. Yeah. Um, and then I just really felt like, okay, this ending is just spiraling into mm. chaos. Yeah. Um, like, like almost like we don't know how to finish this now. So yeah. we're just. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then, the, so the dad comes back and he's waking up and stuff. And then I'm like, did you forget someone? Because <laughs> it didn't, like, you didn't see on the, the inside him actually, like, have yeah, the kid or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. hope the kid makes it back too. Right? And then, oh, yeah. there he is. Okay. Yeah. And then even, like, the grandma is kind of trying to wake the, the boy up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can't really tell the way she's, like, patting him and shaking him yeah. and stuff if he's actually physically moving or oh. if it's just her. Oh, her yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, this is wrapped up a little too neatly. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the dad, by all accounts, has come back and he's brought the boy with him and we can forget about our, our further. But even, even I was like, but if the dad and the kid have this like traveling thing where they can mm-hmm. kind of go out of body and travel to other realms and stuff. Yeah. Even if they come back, like clearly the kid at least can't control when he goes traveling. Yeah. Like this is just going to keep happening. But fortunately or unfortunately, we'll never know because the dad isn't the dad. It's a demon who's taken over his body and yeah. now has killed the, the, uh, the Ghostbuster twins' mom and uh, <laughs> and presumably the now Ghostbuster everybody else. Twins' mom. Oh my god, I love it. Um, <laughs> so as as much of a shit as I'm being about this ending, um, the very ending did give me like instant goosebumps. Oh like, yeah, Ooh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it did kind of creep me out. So. Um, yeah, this was probably the one that's freaked me out the most. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, all in all, there were a few things I didn't like about it. I hated the dad, which is obvious. Oh, really? Huh. But, I know. <laughs> um, but I feel like I was supposed to. Like, I feel like yeah. that was, yeah. you know, yeah. the point. Um, so, I also gave this a 7 mm. out of 10 ladder rungs. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of good to be like, 
really creeped out yeah again yeah for yeah. sure i thought you would have made more of like a oh my god i can't believe that happened i was so scared when like we first see the lipstick face demon oh because like that was like such a big thing it, when that movie came out it uh it did really freak me out like yeah it, it totally yeah. jump scared me yeah. yeah um the shitty thing is like movies do this so much that was in the trailer oh really why would you put that in yeah the trailer? no kidding because then it's like, oh, like, you know, I saw like this, like when they're sitting at the table, like when you first see the movie, it's like, oh, okay, I recognize this scene, mm. that demon is going to show up. And then when it showed up, it like still, like the first time I saw it, it still scared me. But it's like, but I knew to be watching for it. Yeah. Whereas if like they didn't say anything about that, that and then you just you saw it. Shit your pants. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many things that are like that. And this is like not even movie related, but it just totally made me think of it. Like, like our local police service who has put it out in the news that they're putting decommissioned marked police cars in like high crime areas yeah, in the city yeah. to like make it look like there's a police presence. But now you told everybody. Yes. And now, and now they know there isn't a police presence and yeah. they'll just continue to steal everyone's bike in the city, mm. for instance. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things. But yeah, it's like, don't. Don't tell people. Yeah. That. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I had to say about that movie. Did you have any yeah. other stuff um, to tell me? Yeah. Well, I will say this film was filmed in three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. They just like kind of got in and got out like super fast. So um, there wasn't a lot of like things that were necessarily like set in stone because they're mm. like we have three weeks so a lot of things were kind of like like a lot of like dialogue and stuff was kind of like ad-lib okay. as they went because they're like we have three weeks like just let's get this done so like the ending that was like i don't know how i'm ending this probably was yeah. i don't know how yeah. I'm it's weird because it feels everything about this movie feels like a first time effort and mm. it's all like veterans of horror yeah. by that point yeah. like you have, like, the actors have all been in, like, a lot of horror before. And, like, James Wan and Lee Whannell, like, know how to make horror yeah, movies. Yeah. But it's weird that they were like, we'll give you $1.5 million in three weeks. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. We just rented a couple houses and... Literally, yeah. And, like... Stained a couple sheets. And yeah. And that's, like, everything took place in those two houses. Aside <laughs> from, like, even, like, Josh's classroom and the hospital could very well have happened, like in the garage yeah, of those yeah. buildings, you yeah, know? So, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this movie, like, scared me. Like, when I watched it, I was like, ooh, like, this is really it intense. Is, it's a scary movie. Yeah. And watching it just this week, I was like, this movie's dumb. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it was just like, yeah, like, it's it's kind of like a first watch kind of movie. Then watching mm. it again, it's like, this is just kind of like, meh. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because, like, there's been a lot of movies that you maybe thought weren't that good that you made me watch and then yeah. watching them again you're like oh that's actually scarier or better or whatever yeah. than I remember it's yeah for sure yeah so this one was just kind of like oh, I mean there was still like a couple of jump scares that like got yeah. me but for the most part I was just like meh okay well that happened I was so distracted hating the dad that I forgot to pay attention to the scary stuff <laughs> maybe yeah you're just like god I just fucking hate that guy well um, if that's all you have to say it about is. this movie, we can talk about next episode. Mm-hmm. We've got some legendary, like, head-to-head fights Showdowns. going on. Showdowns, yeah. So I'm going to have you watch the amazing, the classic, the one and only, Freddy vs. Jason. 
and I'm going to make you watch another that I watched multiple times growing up that probably was too mature for the time frame mm. that I was watching it. And uh, I really, really haven't seen it in years. And I'm very curious how well it holds up. Ah, yeah. And I hope, I hope, hope I love it as much as I remember. And yeah. I hope you love it. <laughs> uh, you're watching Death Becomes Her. Okay. I'm I so th- excited I feel like one. that's kind of like a Deanne choice too. I really I feel. feel like even actually... I was already doing up my notes and stuff for it the other day, hmm. and there's there's write ups on it on Dread Central and oh, stuff nice. like that. Okay. So I'm like, cool. she's gotta like ah. this one. Yeah, I do feel like it's a movie. It's like, yeah, I don't know why I've never seen that. It's but not here a we horror, are. but it's a dark comedy. Yes. is what they yeah. consider it. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll talk more about it next time. Yeah, if you're if you're watching along, that's your homework for the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so until then you can find us on instagram and threads at love and horror podcast and we're on tiktok at love and horror if you want to send us a couple bucks you can do that at our coffee page which is ko-fi.com slash love and horror podcast or you can email us at love and horror podcast at gmail.com i am on instagram at hello sailor deanne and that is the only social media I think I have. I'm, I, I'm on Reddit, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you on Reddit. I am on Instagram and TikTok as Calamity Laura, Calamity underscore Laura. So you can subscribe and review Love and Horror on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, five stars are not mandatory, except for the part where they're mandatory. Please, please, we love you forever. Yeah. And remember, all is fair in love and horror. And he said, Insidious is an infection... Fuck. <laughs> he says, Insidious is an infection... Why can I not? Because you got cheesecake on the brain? I do.